Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. If you ask me what tool has been the most impactful for my business, I would without a doubt tell you that it's been meditation. Meditating has always been a way for me to get quiet with myself and hear my inner voice who always knows what's best for me. Let's face it. We women entrepreneurs are bombarded with social media feeds, events, and so-called experts telling us what we should do to grow our businesses and have success. But at the end of the day, we each know what the right moves are for us in order to feel truly fulfilled and aligned in our companies. This is why I created the Meditation for Women podcast, so that you can have a powerful tool created with you in mind to help you hear your inner voice, find peace in moments of high anxiety, and let's be honest, we all have that in our businesses, and ultimately take the next best steps in your journey as a woman. So go check it out. Just search for Meditation for Women in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show right now. And if you love it, subscribe, rate it, and review it. I would love to share this gift of meditation with you as you continue your own beautiful journey. If you have an online business or are in any way marketing your services online, which is all of us, right? Then today's episode will give you practical answers to the question I receive the most. How do I stand out online in a saturated market? Amy Coates is the fabulous woman entrepreneur joining me today to share her answers to this question. And ooh, her answers are good, girl. Amy is the founder of Two Week Notice Society. She helps women build an online business strategically so they can smoothly leave their nine-to-five corporate job. She does this through her signature program and through one-on-one work. During this conversation, Amy shares four ways that she ensures that she stays visible and relevant, and one powerful way that she's exposing herself to others who don't yet know about her. She also shares her favorite tool for staying consistent online. Oh, such a challenge for all of us. This is a very practical interview, and you'll definitely walk away with some easy-to-implement strategies on how you can stand out amongst everyone else in your market. So sit back and enjoy this conversation with Amy Coates. Amy, what's going on, girl? Hey, how you doing? I'm so excited to be chatting with you. I'm excited to be here. You're calling in all the way from the cheese and beer filled city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. (laughs) Those are two good things to be known for. It is. It is. I think people expect me to always be eating cheese and drinking a beer when they talk to me. I remember I had visited Madison, Wisconsin years ago. You and I were just chatting about it. And I remember discovering cheese curds for the very first time. And I don't eat cheese anymore, but like, oh my God, can we just have a little bit of a shout out for cheese curds? I was like, oh my God, those are so delicious. Yes. (laughs) I had never had them before. Yeah. People don't get it until they try it. They're like, what? What is it? 
and then they try them. And then they're hooked. And trying it and then getting hooked is a little bit in theme of what we're going to be talking about today, which is... I'm going to try to make this parallel. Bear with me here. It's about how to stand out in a very noisy online world, or really just world in general, where I feel like everyone, and we all can attest to this, everyone is shouting out their messages, or at the very least, just showing up and sharing what they're here to share in the world. And especially on social media, that feels like really overwhelming. And I know because A, I have felt this. So like hands up, I'm raising my hand as we're talking about this. But I have heard from so many of my listeners and so many of my community members that they often feel like, why should I even show up? I'm not even making a dent in this world. Like no one's listening to me and why should I show up because that person or these other 12 people seem to be owning the market in my particular niche. So first off, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way like I don't know why I'm showing up or I feel so drowned out by all the other people doing what I'm doing? Yes, quite a bit. Especially because I'm a little bit newer to the online space, just a couple of years into it and I feel like I'm always competing with these big people. When you feel that, what do you do? I'm speaking just from my own experience. Like when I feel that, I feel stopped. I feel like the not good enough crap starts coming up. Like who am I to like start thinking that I can compete with these big folks in the industry? So like what do you actually do to move through that feeling or whatever emotions really come up for you when you're feeling that? For one, on my Instagram, I like to go and look at comments that people have made. Comments that are like, oh my gosh, I needed this today, or that really resonated with me. Or even sometimes people direct message me on Instagram or on Facebook too. And if it's just one person that I'm speaking to, then that's enough, really. If it's just one person I can impact in a day. Now, your entire brand, the Two Week Notice Society, years ago, I think when you first started, I saw it come up and I was like, Oh, that is the coolest title. You already know the branding is so good. Quit your nine to five, do what you love. Why did you start that? I left my nine to five after being in corporate for 20 years. And it was like the sky parted. And I felt like, especially at my age, I felt like I had this whole new life and this whole new meaning to life. My first business that I started online was actually taking what I had done in the corporate world and offering it virtually and locally to clients. So that's how I really left my 9 to 5. But when I did that, I had so many people asking me, how did you do this? How did you do this? What did it take? What were the steps? How can I do it? And I started giving advice for free, probably like everyone starts in the online space. And then I realized that people would pay for it. There was a business for it. And so I just became much more passionate about that, about actually impacting people's lives than I was doing like financial work for clients. So kind of a big shift. <laughs> I mean, I guess that impacts people as well, but in a different way. <laughs> so out of curiosity, that's an interesting transition. We've been talking a lot about business transitions at this point, and we all go through them. I am imagining that you were doing pretty well in your freelance work, I would call that, or your consulting work that you initially used to quit your 9 to 5. When you realize, hey, this thing over here, like really supporting people who want to do what I've done is full of potential and I could do it, it's still a baby thing, right? It's still brand new. How did you get beyond, like, I would imagine officially sort of like, or little by little, letting go of the consulting work that you were doing or saying no in order to say yes to the new thing? That is such a good point because it felt like it was easy for me to get consulting clients, like freelance clients doing accounting work and things like that, because it was referral based. But 
I had to realize and get into the mindset, which is still hard sometimes, in order for me to be open to taking on more clients and to working more in this business, I had to let go of this other business. And it's almost the same when you're in your nine to five and you're working your side hustle. You have to start letting go of some things and maybe not your nine to five to start with, but other things in your life to open yourself up to put more time and energy into what you want to eventually do. And so I'm inferring from that conversation that you were realizing like, oh, clients aren't just coming out of the woodwork by referral in this new thing. So that leads us right into the point of like, how did you establish yourself? What were some of the first couple of things that you did in order to market yourself, attract clients in this space? Like, What are some of those things that you were doing that were producing results? I really had to get visible. And if you would have known me, and I'm, I'm still pretty introverted, but um, when I was in my corporate job, you would have never expected to see me on Facebook Live, on a podcast, anything like that. I mean, I really had to come out of my shell. And it wasn't pretty to start with. <laughs> it never is, right? <laughs> and I'm still not great, but I mean, I'm much better. Even my boyfriend says, wow, you really have made." <laughs> A difference in showing up live. But just getting visible, being consistent with it and starting to share my story, which is something I still don't feel like... I feel like I tell my story a lot, but as you get new people coming to you, they don't know it. And there's different things that I remember from my journey as well that I've kind of forgotten about. So it's just really staying consistent and sharing your story. I love that. And I would imagine that's constantly shifting and you're realizing new ways to be able to share that in a way that connects. So somewhere in there came this moment or maybe a series of moments where you're like, okay, I'm really having to turn up my level of visibility, i.e. market the hell out of myself very intentionally. And I'm doing it, it consistently. I love that you're mentioning those two things together, by the way, because... I think oftentimes we think visibility is like, oh, I'm showing up for Facebook Live or oh, I sent out that email and shouldn't that be enough to get me 100 people in my pipeline or whatever it is. And we forget, you know, you got to keep on showing up. You got to keep on asking. You got to keep on having a call to action. You got to keep on sharing your story, right? So the fact that you really incorporated that consistency in the visibility, I think is huge. And I would say is a huge takeaway for anyone listening. But somewhere along this line, you have that moment of... Man, how many other people are doing this? (laughs) There are so many other people. And so did you feel a sense of competition once you started realizing like, Ooh, this space has some people in it? I don't know if I want to call it saturated, but like, there's obviously a lot of people talking here. It is saturated. Same with women entrepreneurs, right? Like it is saturated, which I'm super happy about. But it also forces me to say, how am I showing up differently? So when you sort of had that moment... What kind of things did you do or have you done that have proven really effective in making sure that your voice is heard through all that clutter? Sure. I have, and I'm still working on it, really narrowing down who my target market is. And I'm sure you experience this too. But when I start working with people, it's like they're afraid they're going to miss someone or some section of people. And so they want to market to everyone, which someone along the way told me when you market to everyone, you market to no one. I don't know who came up with that, but it's very true. Yeah. So I have really started to drill down as to who I'm trying to target and what it is my area of expertise is. And I really feel that because I was a financial controller for so long, I think that my area of expertise is helping people with their exit strategy and then building 
building their online, their foundation and their online business, which I can teach anyone since I've done it. But I think that's my area of expertise. And honestly, I don't know how many people are focusing on that. I mean, maybe there are a lot, but I feel like it took me a while to figure out that piece. And I feel like once you start working through your business, you kind of figure out which puzzle piece is yours, you know? Yes. How did you find that out? Well, actually, let me start with this question. Who is your target market? After all of this time of really niching down and really figuring it out and seeing who you're best for, who is that person? Like describe that person for me. So it would be a female entrepreneur in their 30 to... 40s, I would say, has a corporate job close probably to six figures, wants to replace it with their online business. It's a service-based online business, whether it be like OBMs, virtual assistants, or coaching. Those are kind of my areas that I focus on. But I also think it came to be because I noticed that so many people that came into my Facebook group that I was working with, their biggest fear was making sure that they had enough money and when was the right time. And all of those fears were around their leaving their nine to five. So I'm like, we need to focus on that. Love it. Yeah. And once you realize that, how did your business model shape? Meaning, are there specific programs that you created for that? Is there certain types of ways that you coach that really deal with that? How did that flourish once you realize like, hey, this is sort of the moment of pain. And this is now what I can create in order to deal with that for this particular type of person. So how it happened is I had a couple launches that flopped. That I, <laughs> I don't talk about much, but I'll be honest with you. About I'm it. so happy you said that. Not just because I like sharing the crap here, but like... I'm so grateful that you shared that because I feel like everyone who sees online business from afar always feels like, oh my gosh, these people have amazing launches and like giant multi six figure, multi million dollar launches. And I can't even tell you how many like ridiculously failed launches I've had. So, what were they and what did you learn? So, my best launch was when I launched about it was a five day challenge how to leave your nine to five. Rather than sticking with what worked, I tried two different things and I don't know why I did not just stick with what worked. But anyways, I talked about list building, which everyone teaches about list building. So that was my first mistake. And then visibility was my second one, which I just don't think it was defined enough and it still, it wasn't great. So both of those five-day challenges didn't do great, didn't do up to my expectations. So after that, I was like, I just need to figure out what is my focus? Like, I can teach anyone how to do that, but what is my area of expertise? And so I have the three questions when people enter my Facebook group and I started asking questions. I started asking more questions of my clients and just started to really focus. So now my I have one signature course and the first module, the meat of it is how to prepare to leave your nine to five. So it really focuses on that. So it, t- it totally shifted my course. It, it shifted what I talk about. I mean, it, it, everything. But I had to learn. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Because I feel like... <laughs> A, you have to be willing to start ugly, right? Like in all aspects, starting whatever offering you're making, starting your marketing, starting whatever you're putting out there to the world that you would like to have people attracted to. But you learn who's attracted to it. And if you're like, Hey, that's not really who I feel like I can serve best. Or I feel like there's so many other people out here who can be served by me and I'm not reaching them. They're obviously not attracted to it. So oh, I love that. Just the constant pivoting, taking what works and most importantly, paying attention to what doesn't work. So now as far as your business model goes, how does your business model work? Is it the majority 
of the signature program that you have? Do you do one-on-one work? Like how does all that work? Sure. So I do one-on-one and then I have a signature program that has two options, a DIY, and then you can also add some private coaching onto it. And it's all, I mean, my motto has really become, I do not want you leaving your nine to five until you have a sustainable business model in place. I feel like too many people are not teaching that and not focusing on that. And that's just something I want it for myself and I want it for everyone else. And so that's what I'm focusing on. And then my next tier would be scaling your online business. Once you leave, it's scaling your business so that you can make more than you were making in your 9 to 5. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Yep. Beautiful. And have the freedom and be doing something that you love, right? Exactly. (laughs) Of course, have it all. Let's circle back to... You said one of the biggest things that you did in order to make sure that you're standing out, to make sure that you are being heard by the right people is to define who those right people are and how you are uniquely satisfying that pain. Now that you're clear on that and have been clear on that, how do you continue to show up again in front of the right people and in a way that's meaningful that continues to A, grow the amount of people who are watching you and paying attention to what you've got and B really staying true in that in the particular lane that you're in. Sure. So just staying really consistent with showing up online is what's working for me and I've really also kind of moved away from I'm trying to at least trying to move away from teaching like how to content. That was like my biggest thing. I think cuz it was easy for me and I think it's easy to start with because you know what you're teaching so how to grow your list or you know what I mean I'm just coming up with things but really more I'm I'm trying to be more mindset and inspirational and sharing my story, sharing client stories and sharing my journey rather than just teaching this how-to, which can be very overwhelming to people, I believe, when they're in the, you know, first in this online space. So, and then just sharing like on Instagram, sharing more of like my daily life. So hopefully people can be inspired by not that my life is like beaches and cocktails. <laughs> cheese curds it's not and beaches and cocktails. It's beer and cheese, girl. Own it. <laughs> I'm so just kidding. I hate when people put me in a box based on where I live. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. No, but I know. But you're but, saying... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But what you're saying is ultimately being able to give people an insight as to what your life is really like. We oftentimes take it for granted. I have been out of corporate for 10 years now and I'm, I take it for granted that I don't have to wake up on a Monday and go somewhere I don't want to go. And so I can go take a walk on the water on a Monday morning and that's awesome, right? And so especially for your particular target market, your ideal woman who's going to get value from you, she wants to see that and feel inspired like I can have that. I, if she can do it, I can do it. Exactly. So what helps you stay consistent with that? Like, Give me some of the behind the scenes administrative tools or strategies that you have that help you in that consistency. If consistency is one of your ways and one of your strategies of really making sure that you're standing out, how do you organize that? How do you stay consistent? I use Trello. I'm a huge Trello person. So every week I have my schedule basically on Trello. So it tells me every, like I have a board for each day and it'll tell me what I need to do that day. And some of those things are consistent each week. So I have like blog posts on a certain day, Facebook lives on a certain day, Instagram on a certain day. And then I also batch a lot of those tasks because once I'm in the groove, I need to stay in the groove. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, I agree with you. So for example, if you were going to pre-record some videos with some particular type of content, you might record five of them at a time versus just, oh, I'm, you know, and then be able to plan them out. 
Yes, exactly. I have some focus issues. I don't know if it's now that I became an entrepreneur, but I'm very distracted a lot. So if you're listening to this and you can identify like, girl, raise your hand right now with me because we've all got it. And by the way, I consider myself pretty darn focused. It's like a huge value that I feel like I bring to my clients, especially, but oh my God, I can get out. Everyone can get out of it. You can get out of flow so easily. So Trello really helps you stay in focus. Yes. Gotcha. I I have a virtual assistant that helps me and that's a tremendous help. Just doing all those repetitive tasks, anything that really I don't need to be doing. And especially with my focus, if I can stay in my zone of genius, it's better if I don't have to be doing things that aren't really my area of expertise. I love it. Now that you have the signature course and you have kind of a private working with you option and you get, here's exactly who I serve and here's exactly how I serve them. How do you deepen that? What are you doing right now to make sure to get that message out there deeper to the world? And what does that logistically look like? I.e., does that look like a particular funnel that you have? What particular marketing strategies are you using to grow those numbers or to get you where you really, what your goals really are? So right now I am doing a webinar funnel. I do it every week. It's actually a live webinar. I'm toying with the idea of doing an automated webinar, but part of me loves it, the idea, and part of me hates it because I like to have that them to hear me. And actually when I do the webinar, it's actually like a Facebook Live with me. I follow the same... I mean, they can't see me, but I follow the same format every week, but things come to me differently every week when I'm giving like different stories or different. So it's, if you came every week, it would be a slightly different. You'd hear it uh, slightly different. So the webinar is something that I'm really focusing on right now because I think I share a four-step framework to leaving your nine to five. And I just like to be able to connect with people on you know the webinar and give them my journey, and then hopefully inspire them to get on the same journey. I love it. And that's one of your... like That's the one that you're really putting your attention on right now. And I love saying that because even though you just told me you got a focus problem, that is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it needs to be like an official entrepreneurial hashtag. Like, I got focus problems. It's worth noting that I love that you're saying that because I am sure before you decided on doing that, or even now, you probably feel like you've got 20,000 other options on what you quote unquote should do to grow your email list or get more people in your pipeline or do a specific type of launch, whatever that is. And I love that you've committed to this one and really like pushing it through. How long have you been working on this model? Just since the beginning of June. Prior to that, I had done five-day challenges. And I'm thinking about doing the challenge again, but I feel like sometimes people lose interest a little bit towards the middle of a, of a challenge. I know even I do when I participate in them. So I'm trying this webinar model. I'll, I'll probably give it a good try through the end of the year is, is my goal. Love it. And then what are you doing to get in front of people who don't already know who you are? Are you paying for traffic? Are you doing specific ads? Are you going on podcasts? Like, What kind of stuff are you doing? That would be a great strategy. Wink, wink. Um, (laughs) What are you doing? Just because I want everyone listening to really hear like, Hey, here's where my strategic brain goes on how... It is really important to show up consistently and visibly for the people who are already watching you and getting organic love out of that. That's great. But like, there are proactive things you can do to get outside of the circle that you already are living in. (laughs) People can be attracted to where you are. So what are some of those things that you're doing? 
So I do do Facebook and Instagram ads. I do a couple different type of ads. I recently tested a messenger ad, which was interesting because then I got people into my direct messages and I could start communicating with them right away. So that was interesting. I do Pinterest. 60% of my website traffic comes from Pinterest. Wow. Which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Pinterest. And then I try to Instagram, I'm on Instagram and I really try to personally reach out to people and make connections with people on Instagram. I noticed that has helped a little bit too. And even just getting me in different virtual summits and things like that, that has helped from Instagram as well. I love it. I love it. So now that like this thing is moving, you're moving forward, are you completely out of the original consulting work that you had been doing? Or do you still do a little bit of that? I still do a little bit of that, but I would eventually like to, and and it's not a secret, to either have some additional help to help me with that business or completely release those clients and just focus on two-week notice society. But I I mean, they're my babies. Well, that's the thing. Like, ain't no shame in what your (laughs) game is right now. Like, honestly, I just really want to put a light on the fact that nothing is perfect in business. And even in the work that you do and really helping women do this, like you also are in it. And I think that that's what makes it so beautiful and so honest and so powerful is because you not only have gone through what you're teaching in the past by being able to build up the consulting business to leave your day job, but also in being able to build up that business in order to eventually, if you want to, again, to transition completely out of the consulting business. But there's no shame in that. Like That's all real. That's all real and part of the whole journey, right? Yeah. And there's, those clients are so supportive of everything that I do. So that's great. But yeah, it's amazing. And I say that sometimes too, and maybe not loud enough, but that I feel that sometimes you can find coaches... And I made this mistake when I first started, when I first got my first mentor, they hadn't actually gone through what I wanted to go through. Yeah. I was trying to go through. So I think it's really important to find someone that is doing what you want to do, but also understands what you're going through. Yes. Is not like up there on a pedestal, untouchable, but they've actually like done what you want to be doing. Right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Love it. So where's your big focus now, Amy? What are you most excited about? What are you really working on? Explain like, okay, here's what I'm like really thriving on right now. So I'm really thriving on the webinar. I love getting on every week and I try not to look at the numbers until that day. (laughs) But it's really hard sometimes because I always like to know how many people I'm going to have on. But I'm really focused on my signature program and really helping as many women as I can. I have like this goal number in my head by the end of the year and and just really focusing on that. And then in 2019, I would love to start some sort of mastermind program. I have it kind of mapped out in my head, but mastermind program for those that have left and are looking to scale a little bit like we talked about earlier and including some sort of in-person retreats because I think those are so valuable. Yes. I love it. Well, first of all, where can people go to find out more about you? And then if there's a separate link on where they can go, like if they are, if the woman listening is sort of doing the side hustle right now and definitely interested in making that transition into doing this gig full time, where can she go find out about the webinar? The webinar is at bit.ly forward slash TWNS dash live. And then if you go to my website, it's on there as well. Everything... I'm Two-Week Notice Society is everything. My website, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. 
Awesome. I will go ahead and put those links directly in the show notes for you guys. All you got to do is like scroll through and click on them. But I would highly recommend if what Amy is is teaching and sharing and educating and supporting about is exactly what you need, definitely go check her out. Amy, I so appreciate you being so real and honest with us about like this whole journey that you've had. And I just think really pinpointing down some very practical things that you continue to do and have done to make sure that you're standing out and to make sure that you're very purposefully and intentionally building the programs that you really want to build to help the people that you really want to help. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Today's show is brought to you by Active Campaign, the only email marketing system you'll ever need. After nine years with the same email marketing provider that I was really, really not happy with, I was desperately searching for one that was simple, easy to manage, and affordable. Active Campaign easily stood out above the rest, and I have been ridiculously happy with them ever since I made the switch. Emailing my community and creating automation series for special resources has never been so simple. Whether you're ready to start your first email marketing setup or you are searching for a new provider, I highly recommend Active Campaign. Go check them out at bizwomenrock.com forward slash AC. That's for Active Campaign. bizwomenrock.com forward slash AC. AC.